Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, good afternoon, tennis fans. We're back with another podcast. There's been a few winners of some tournaments. Before we get into that, we should probably push out the merch again. Just to remind everybody who's watching and listening, we have a new range of merchandise, uh, some few snazzy T-shirts, a few, a nice bucket hat if you want one of those as well. But yeah, jump in. Merch is in the link in the description below. Yeah. And while you're talking and, about that, I'm actually oh, repping one today. So I've got oh. the Rafael Nadal. You can't really see it because of the green screen. Uh, I can show you it looks a little bit better than this. But I am repping and you can see the fit's very nice. Um, and yeah, go check out the merch if you haven't done so already. Um, we are going to try and um, make sure we add some more uh, products and ranges. But this is just the first batch which we're going with for the moment. Indeed, yes. Right, let's get into the tennis because we're here to speak about well, Casper Ruud first. I think it will be rude not to speak about him. He has won five titles. He's emulating Andre Rublev, it would seem, from last year and winning all of these titles, maybe on a slightly uh, lower level on some of them. I'd say I don't want to be a bit. I don't want to be mean to him because he's. Well, skyrocketing through the rankings at the moment and his performance in the final was nothing short of scintillating bageling cam norrie in the final uh, and only giving him two games in the second set as well so it's like jose morgado the guy that we know all too well we've had on the pod uh he's posted this rod laver talking about casper saying this kid is the real thing what do you make Mate, of that? He's the real deal. He really is. I love him. Obviously, coming from the Rafael Nadal Academy, he was branded as a bit of a clay quarter. He's now yep. doing it on the hard courts, which we've not seen before from him. And he's looking very good while doing so. He wasn't really out of place at the Labour Cup. Obviously, it's such a prestigious event of all the top players. He was 
he was a top player. He, he won his matches, which he played in, and looked great. I think he's having a fantastic year. I'm a bit annoyed you've used the, you used the line I was going to use comparing him to Rublev because I see a lot of similarities to what Rublev was doing last year to what Kasper Rude is doing to, uh, this year. If anything, Rude has something a little bit different. He doesn't have that sheer sort of power of a Rublev. He's just got a little bit better of a of a tennis brain. Um, I just love what he can do on a tennis court. Obviously, the clay yeah. court swings a bit more exciting for me with Kasper Rude because yes. he is super dominant and. Well, we've seen the titles he's won now. What's it? Number five. He's won more than anyone. Or is yeah, it six? Indeed. Do you want to go on to uh, the next one? Six six in total, but five this year, which is the main thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive, to be honest. He obviously started it off in uh, Geneva, uh, won there. He's won two titles in Switzerland. He won Gestad as well. In between those, he won Bastad in uh, Sweden, Kitzbühel. Uh, that's obviously the Austrian tournament. And then this has just uh, followed it up with his first hard court title, which is great to see. That means he's evolving as a player. And we're, we're getting to see, like, Cam Norrie is no schmuck on hard courts as well. We know how good he is in America as well. College tennis player, one of the best ones out there. Wiped the court with him, mate, and absolutely destroyed him. Uh, it was a demolition job. And... I sort of alluded to it in the watch-along yesterday for Yannick Sinner's win when I, people were asking me, who do you think is going to win? And I said, Kasper Ruud. I'm not, I'm not sure on Norrie in finals yet. I, he hasn't done anything to make me suggest otherwise. And this confirms it again. And, and just factor that with the fact that Ruud this year, five finals, five wins. He's not someone who loses a final either. When he gets there, he usually wins and plays his best tennis. Doesn't seem to struggle with the big occasion. No. And 22 years old as well. Often Brilliant. people forget that. I always kind of think he's more like 24, 25. He's so mature on the court, but he is so young. And I know we're talking the likes of Sinner, who is he 19 still or 20? 19 maybe? Sinner, yeah, I think he's 19 there's, at the moment. There's not much between them at all. They're still really young players on tour. And what Casper Rude's doing at the moment is nothing short of, of remarkable. If I'm 20. Honest, because Apologies. He's just oh, turned he's 20. 20. Yeah. Just, just, just turned 20, yeah. So this is a good little graphic here. ATP hardcourt wins and titles prior to 2021. Um, 16 wins, zero titles. So he's only ever had 16 wins on the hardcourts for this year. This year, he's beaten it by one. He's got 17 wins and he's got a title as well. So he's it's just showing he can do it on multiple surfaces. And he's a bit like a Dominic team in that regard. Sort of yeah. started off as a bit of a clay quarter was able to develop. I wouldn't be surprised if Casper Ruud's first title, if he was to win a Grand Slam, would be like a US Open or something. Do you know what I mean? Where people wouldn't yeah. expect it, but he's just able to do it. Um, certainly going to be difficult with the likes of Zverev and Medvedev sort of, and Sissipas as well on, on your towel. But anything's possible. We've seen that with the women's game uh, very recently. So let's see. Casper Ruud right now, I don't know where you want to rank him. I thought it'd be good to talk about him as a man in general, I don't want the whole podcast to be about him, but where does he compare with other young players? What can he do? What, what can he achieve? Is he able to win a Grand Slam soon? Is he way, way off that pace? I think it's uh, we're gonna. It's all going to be decided when we see who he comes up against in the slams. We know that he struggled in some Grand Slam uh, events when he comes up against maybe the bigger players on the tour, those top five, uh, maybe top six. I think they just are bigger hitters than him. And that's the where he falls down sometimes. And he has a gr an amazing game, great top spin, uh, a great creativity. 
And if he's on his game, the other players have to play their best to beat him. But they, he still seems to... I think he beat Sitipas earlier on in the in the year, but I think Sitipas got one back over on him, uh, if I'm not much mistaken. Or was it Zverev? No, Zverev was the one who beat him in Cincinnati. Apologies. Al and Sitipas beat him in Toronto. Yeah, so he did. They're, they're the two. That's the type of people he's losing to, though. Sitipas, Zverev... Just a top notch, really. I know that he obviously lost in the US Open to uh Van der Zanschlup, but we saw what an amazing tournament that he had, yeah. And he got all the way, he took a, a set off the eventual winner, uh, Medvedev, who not even Djokovic could take a set off of Medvedev. So maybe it speaks uh, a few volumes on Van der Zanschlup as well. So, uh, Casper Rude, though, for me. He's, I look back down the list and you look at some of the players he was beating yeah, at this no, tournament. Mate, what a year he's having. Oh, Andy Murray was the first person he beat here in San Diego. Sanago, Dimitrov, and then Norrie in the final. Almost like Norrie was the easy match after, Listen, oh, out of all of them. And it was a good Dimitrov as well. We've got Nostalgia yep. here in the chat saying Dimitrov Rude was definitely the best match of the week. Yeah, One of definitely. the best 250 matches of the year, in my opinion. I didn't get to see it, but I take your word on it. And from what I think you were saying and what I've seen online, uh, it was a very good match. And um, it's, it's, it's good to see Dimitrov play, coming back as well. We've seen some players yes. who are coming back onto the tour, some of the long stayers playing well. Gal Monfils, another one, Dimitrov. This is what we want to see. I feel going into next year, it'll be great to see uh, an inform Monfils and Dimitrov going into, um, obviously, Australia, the first Grand Slam of the year, and then obviously the, the, the remainder of the season. It'll make it more exciting with the young players coming through, some of the old stayers playing well. And Casper Rudes, he's part of that new breed. Um, like a bit of a Carlos Alcaraz kind of vibe. I yeah. feel like Alcaraz is a little bit below where Rude is right now, but he's on that same trajectory and he's a bit younger as well. If he needs to follow anyone in his career, I think it's a good person to look at is Casper Rude. He could learn a lot from what Casper Rude's been able to do on the court. Um Started off, obviously, both very good clay quarters and developed their game to play on other surfaces as well. Uh, matured a lot. Casper, uh, you can see Casper Rude's serves improved drastically. Same with Alcaraz as well. I think they're, they're very interesting players to compare because hopefully Alcaraz is going to follow the same path. And if not, maybe become something even more special. We see the numbers he does compared to, say, the likes of Rafa and Djokovic and Federer when they were at his age. He's surpassing them, Alcaraz. So... We're in for yep. a very exciting time in tennis. And I want to reiterate, the future of tennis is very bright. Something we always want to talk about on the podcast. And I think we're in good hands. I really do believe. It. I'm not just saying it because we do a podcast. I honestly believe so. And I think Casper Rude's going to be a very important figure in that. Um, yep. For sure. I think so as well. Looking back, I mean, I know we're talking about the tournament wins and the the ones that he's won. But even if you look at the tournaments where he's come close this year as well, that for me, sometimes is a better idea of where his game is at. The tournaments when he's been up against the big players, he got to the semi-finals in Madrid. That was a big tournament, knocking out Sissipas, Felix, uh, Bublik, lost to Berrettini in the end in the semis. And then in Monte Carlo as well, the Masters got to the semis there, lost to Rublev. Uh, he obviously beat uh, Schwartzman there and Karenio Busta and Fabio Fanini, all great clay court players. Yeah. So he's he's able to do it in the big tournaments. He's got to semis. I think the next step for him, maybe winning uh, a 500 uh, and possibly even a Masters. I think he's got it in him, uh, if I'm honest. If he keeps on with the confidence, uh, I think the future is definitely bright. But yeah, just to move on to the next graphic there anyway. 
just, just quickly uh, before we talk about this on. graphic, I want to talk about confidence, which you just mentioned. Yeah. Obviously, in that final, he lo- uh, he beat Cam Norrie, the Brit, and he listen. Yep. He's he's been phenomenal all season. But we yes. just start talking about his confidence because he doesn't seem to be there at a fi- in a final, does he? No. He's been losing a few of them quite comfortably, and I've just got his record up here while you he was talking. He's played in six finals now. He's lost five of them, only won one. Obviously, the one he won recently was his first title, lost Cabos. Uh, remember that beating Nakashima in the final. Yes. Some of the other ones, you'd have to say, a little bit disappointing. He lost to Tennis Sangren in a final, uh, 6-4, 6-2. He lost to Ramos Vinolas when I think he was up. He won the first set and he was also up a break in the second and it sort of folded for him. It might have been in the third. He was definitely had a lot of opportunities to win that match. The the one we covered against Sissipas, he in Lyon, he didn't turn up for at all. Berrettini no. in Queens, he had chances in that one for sure. Um, where I think he, he went, it was a t- went to three sets. It looked pretty close. But then this um, this last one's the most disappointing final by by far. Six love six wow. two. So he's got a bit of a final issue because I know them players I've just mentioned are quite good, but you'd expect him to do a little bit better against, especially a Ramos Vinolas and a Sangren. Definitely. I think that, well, that's the thing, isn't it? And it's a bit su- surprising that look at the level of competition he came up against. On grass, he came up against the Wimbledon finalist on, in a final. On yeah, clay, he came up against the French Open finalist in the final. But the other ones, you'd expect him to do better, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not blaming him for the them ones, for sure. They're yeah. class players and it can happen. And it's just a credit to him getting to finals. And that's why we can't be too harsh because it is a really difficult feat. I say the same thing with Felix as well. He gets to the finals and can't win them. Um, we can't be too critical of them players because it's very difficult to even get to a final, uh, let alone win one. But I just expect, so especially the tennis leading up to it, we see such great things from him. And in the final, it just doesn't look and nowhere near it, like a massive level drop completely. Yeah. Um, they just can't handle mental. the occasion very well. Yeah, it's a mental and That's thing. something what Casper Ruud does brilliantly. And you can see yeah. here, Casper catching fire. Uh, he's got the most ATP titles in this this year now. So five, he's he surpassed Djokovic, Medvedev, and Zverev. So pretty good players in that regard. And listen, I think there's another graphic on the next one. I don't know if you've got it. It's quite interesting. I'll pop it up. So you can see here, this is the match wins and percentages. He's right up there. Um, in fact, you can see his percentage of seventy nine point six percent is one of the best. Like it's just yeah. below Berrettini. Obviously, Djokovic is, is phenomenal. Eighty eight percent. Um, <laughs> that is ridiculous. He's only lost six matches all year, 144. Um, he's definitely a front runner for me for player of the year, regardless of that loss um, yeah, sure. in, in the US Open. He's just been, um, yeah, next level. But you've got Sissipas here. He's leading the way with 51 wins this year. Medvedev, 48. And then Rude in third with 47 wins. Very reminiscent of a Rublev last year. We saw him winning all them titles, a lot of them 250s. Rude leading the race with the with the with the titles as well. It's just been phenomenal for him. I'm so so pleased that he's doing it, and um, I think this is a really good graphic to show how dominant he's been. Also, Cam Norrie making it on there. Yep. He would never have thought he would have been in this conversation uh, beginning of the year. You've got to say one of the most improved players this year. Definitely, uh, he's he's sort of cemented himself as that UK number one player now. Uh, I know Dan Evans was really everybody's choice and he always used to have the the sort of the one over on on Norrie now when they play each other I expect Norrie to beat Evans which is a credit to Norrie he's really upped his game I'm just hoping 
he can get over this mental side. It seems to be a, well, I'd say it seems to be a British thing. Radu Kanu didn't seem to struggle too much with it at the US Open. Maybe it's a male British thing then that they uh, struggle in these finals at the start. Uh, Murray seemed to struggle a bit with it when he had his first few finals. Maybe uh, maybe Norrie just needs a few more. And uh, well, we look at Felix as another person that we can talk about as well. So I think not everyone's the same. I'm just hoping it's just a bit bad when you get to the final and you get bailed, though. That's what you just don't want to see that in a final. You've worked so hard all week just for it to crumble away into nothing, really. But still move up the rankings, I'm sure. You still get some good points from it, get some good, gets a good payday. But we're talking about him for the wrong reasons, ultimately. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on to the next one, oh, uh, you can see just quickly on the yeah. bottom of that list, you can see oh, yeah. Yannick Sinner is on there, yeah, there uh, 68.5%, and that's three titles for him, which yes. is amazing. I was just trying to bring them up. Maybe you can. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't seem to find it online, but I'll let you do while I talk about this. Just so I want to see Yannick Sinner in finals and how he's got on, but I'll let you okay. do that. Here sure. you can see the first Italian man to defend a tour-level title since 1976. We know Italian tennis is on the rise, and it's amazing for him to be able to have done this. And defending a title is no easy thing. He was able to do it. I know a lot of people did pick him in the bracket. I think, did you have him finalist or did you have him winning? Who? I, I had, had him close. to win. Oh, yeah, so you called the final. So well, yeah. done, well done to you for that. Um, you've got here, Janik Sinner isn't just the future. He is the now. That's true yeah. because he's doing it right now. Um, we spoke about Casper Ruud. He's doing it now. Yannick Sinner certainly is as well. How good more is young, he? <laughs> more young players. This is it. Yeah. 20 and he's even younger. Yeah. And this is, uh, I believe, his fourth title uh, in his career. He's had five finals. He's had four finals this year, uh, one of them being a Masters one. That should be noted as well. He lost in the final to Hubert Hurkacz. Yeah. And the Washington was an ATP 500. Don't forget, that was that epic matchup with uh, Mackenzie McDonald. That was the quite an epic night on gtl probably one that we'll never forget that one so he's just doing it and he's well the what is it the first yeah it says there the first italian man to defend a tour level title since 1976 which (laughs) he's setting or breaking records again and putting himself in the history book which is fantastic oh well well done to yannick sinner i'm sad for monfils don't think he really showed up in the way i was hoping he would show up in that final yesterday but I think it's credit to Sinner. Some people were saying it's a bit boring. He doesn't really have that many facets to his game. And there was no crowd, so it made it seem a little bit more dull. But I think Sinner just does what he does well. And Monfils needed to impose himself onto Sinner's game. And he just didn't do it. He didn't get going, really. He was getting distracted by little things. There was no Hawkeye, so he was complaining to the umpire on different calls, getting in his own head more than he was getting in Sinner's head by delaying stuff. And Sinner just kept going. He didn't He didn't ever let up, got the early break again in the second set, and it was pretty much done. I felt a bit bad for, for Gail, to be honest. but well, You did a good job, mate. I, I did catch a little bit of the watch-along, so well done for doing that. No worries. Um, but I was just impressed to see Monfils back playing well. Some of the rallies I thought were brilliant. Yeah, I didn't obviously great. see the match live, but on Twitter there's so many things being posted of different shots and rallies. I tried to watch a little bit on YouTube as well. And yeah, there was some really, some long ones, some 30-shot-plus rallies. And 
Sinner was just getting the better of him, I felt. I feel like he was always on the front foot and Monfils yes. was doing a lot of defence and sort of scampering around the court to get it back. But I love to see Monfils doing that because I think he's one of the best at doing it. He can play defence better than most. Um, yes. And he's always compact that little punch at the end. We've got Gene in the chat, one of our patrons. How are we doing, mate? Saying Monfils uh, has a terrible record in finals. He's someone who doesn't do so well. Mm, yeah. But Yannick Sinner now, that's brilliant in finals. That's four out of five. So well, when he gets there, he usually wins them as well. I think it was the record is 10 wins out of 32 now for Monfils. Gosh. So, yeah, it's quite, it gets to a lot of finals though. And that, that's why he's such an exciting player. Yeah. But you've got to remember, he's getting to some of the finals that he's he's lost in his career. They have been against people like Rafa and they've been against people like Novak and he's been in Masters finals and things like that. It's not all just 250s like this one. So he has been the who's who. He's been in and around the top 10 for probably the good part of the last 15 years, maybe. So he's just a regular staple on the tour. He's 20, I think he's, oh, he's 18 in the world now. So he moved up a little bit as well. So that's good. Yep. So he's pushing on. Uh, I'm just glad to see him back. Since Toronto, he's looked like a changed man. And yep. I can't wait to see what he brings to the tour and Australian Open next year. And I'm going to put you, sort of throw you under the bus here and put Go you on. under under pressure big time. Um, I want to ask you, Ben, if you were to compare Yannick Sinner and Kasper Ruud, obviously we spoke about both, Ooh. both won titles. Who for you has a brighter future? For me, Yannick Sinner, uh, I think he still has more room for improvement. To, uh, I think Kasper Ruud, the only thing I would say to him is you've got to hit the ball harder. But I don't know if that's... Sinner does it, hit it hard, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's within his ability to be able to create more power or not. But with Sinner, there's so many things he needs to improve. But he's still doing so well already. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think if he gets the right coach, gets the right people around him, I think if he incorporates more slice, more drop shots, more net play, that type of thing, I think he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, but listen, you've just said that there. And people can say Sinner is a little bit more one-dimensional for me. I know we've got nostalgia comparing him a little bit to Rublev. Um, mm, and they're yeah. very good at one thing. And that, yeah. that's just their sort of dimension. But Kasper Ruud certainly has a lot more to his game. And that's Definitely. why I'm going to oppose you on this one. I'm actually not going for Yannick Sinner which may surprise you because I've been a big fan of his over the years. I still am, of course, but Casper Ruud just trumps it for me. He has something a bit different. Um, I see some composure about him where I think he can take some big scalps soon. Um, where Sinner, we've seen him against some of the big guys, he does always fall short. Casper yeah, Ruud, on bit. the other hand, he's able to beat them. Do you remember, I think he beat Sissipas on that yep. crazy run on clay this year when no one gave him a shot to be able to do so. I don't think Sinner necessarily has that in his locker right now at all. I know he's younger. I don't think there's much between them and where they're going to be in their careers. I actually expect Kasper Ruud to win more titles than Sinner come retirement. That's my prediction. And I'm going to be going and riding the Kasper Ruud train with it because... Well, uh, I think you might be right. I think he might end up with more titles. But I think if you've got a whole collection of 250s and Sinner might have a few slams in there. No, Kasper so, Kasper I'm telling you now, Kasper Ruud, I think he's going to get more slams than Sinner. Maybe some French... I think he'll get French Open uh, for sure at some point, Kasper Ruud. But I wouldn't oppose Sinner. So you're saying you reckon Sinner will have, end with more Grand Slams than Ruud? Obviously, I this is a bit I of a stupid so. debate because no yeah, one yeah. has a clue. <laughs> no one has a clue. I think that is... The way I see it going at the moment, I think he has more surfaces he can win on 
more convincingly. I think I'm oh, hardcore. I wouldn't say, oh, that's know. a bit of, listen, I wouldn't have that. I'm not, I don't accept that at all, mate. In all fact, right. I want some Casper Rue t-shirts coming soon on the website. Well, maybe we'll have to do it. We'll have to have a, a five uh, Rude t-shirt for five. Uh, t- if he gets another title, maybe we'll have a six. Uh, if you can get one more this year, I'll be very, very impressed. Well, um, I'm hoping we get a Rude song. I feel like it's a good, Rude's yeah. always a good one to have for lyrics. Yeah, it definitely would you could be. Have a, your creative genius could go wild with a Casper Rude. I feel like the name just fits perfectly. I think so. I think so. I think I could work with it. I could definitely do something. There's just part of me that just thinks, ha- have we seen him win a big... I know I've said that he's got to the semi-finals uh, in those big events. Let's see if he can get to a final one. I know Sinner, he got to the final in Miami. People would probably question, was it the stacks draw that everybody really wanted? That type of thing. He still had to beat the people he had to in a big tournament. He's won a 500. I think Casper Rube once... I think they're going to be going level pegging. I think there's going to be a, a good rivalry. Maybe we'll uh, heat Wait, up on the tour. One thing I did want to point out, and this is why I base a lot of my Grand Slam um, picks on it, is stamina. And if you're comparing both of these two for stamina, I know people are talking about it in the chat, Casper Rude demolishes Sinner in that regard. Sinner is a bit lightweight at times. I remember in Australia after that, I think he, he won a tournament, did he? And then he went into yeah, yeah. Australia against Shapo, went to five and he couldn't handle it and ended up losing. Is that right? Yeah, he lost and to Shapo. He was just, he was, yeah, but he was exhausted, time. Ben. He was exhausted. I remember watching Sinner on the court. He, for me, doesn't have enough stamina. I, I'm not sure we're going to see Yannick Sinner get him through. Um, of course, he's such a talent and this can develop. He's only young, but I quit. I do. I'm a bit worried about his stamina in a grand slam because it's so physically demanding on the body. You have to be playing day in, day out, sometimes five sets, and then be getting yeah. up in the morning, getting ready again when your body's aching. Casper Rude, for me, is able to do it. Uh, he's got that grit and and that fight in him and a stronger body to be able to do it. I'm not sure about Sinner and where he's positioned. He's a bit, I don't know, he doesn't seem to have it right now. Well, uh, I was just going to have a quick look just to see what their records were in five-set matches, and then maybe that will give us an idea over five sets, who does the better out of the two? Because the last time Casper Rude went to five, he lost to Jordan Thompson at Wimbledon, but it was on grass. Uh, then he went to five at Roland Garros with uh, Davidovich Fokina, lost in five there as well. He lost to uh, Igor Gerasimov in five uh, in the Australian Open. Oh, he won against Mackenzie McDonald in five, though, and against Tommy Paul in five. Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't look bit... so much into it then, though, because he, he wasn't nowhere near as good. I don't want to make no, excuses for him. Let's com- t- I'm talking about from now onwards, talking about right. the future. If we think about the future now, I've already seen enough from these players to, to sort of suggest that Rude has a little bit more stamina and endurance than what a Yannick Sinner would do. We'll wait and see. Uh, I mean, I'm saying they both lose five setters. Well, let's see. <laughs> Great. Yeah, well... I think the last five sets Sinner had was actually against Monfils as well, which is very random. And uh, they, they played at the US Open. And then uh, Sinner won, uh, the, obviously, they won the last set. He was two sets to love up, then lost the next two, then won the final one. It was a bit of an epic. That was... Then he lost to Zverev in straight sets the next round. So that's what I mean. When he yeah, played I, I don't, big, I don't yeah. think talking about five sets necessarily... That's not what I mean when I say stamina. That's not really a good yeah. test. I'm talking about like just playing a match. And even if he wins it in three or four, playing the next day, he can then lose in straight sets because he's tired from the day before. I'm not talking about having... It doesn't have to go the duration, the the whole distance in a set. 
Well, ultimately, that's where you, this will come. What come down to winning a Grand Slam, though? You're going to have to recover quickly after yeah. playing lots and that's of exactly long matches. What I mean, like, even if it's like straight sets, but a really grueling one, then getting ready to go play the next day again, I think he does struggle sometimes with that. Well, you saw what happened. Uh, he got to the fourth round at the U.S. Open only to meet Zverev. And Zverev, I think, had cruised through all of his ones. And, and Sinner had been to four, to four, to five. And then he just got blitzed by Zverev in straight sets. And it can happen. And we've seen it happen to Rude. But we, like you said, moving forward, will Rude be the same Rude now? Or will this be a new, improved Rude? I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out. Anyway, so moving that's... on. Next stuff. I think this is on now to the WTA. Don't want to make it a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah. But we have here Garvinha Muguruza. It's the Ooh. final I called for Chicago too. Hey. Uh, the tournament Ben famously said in the draw preview isn't stacked. I don't think I'm yeah. ever going to let let him live live no, that one down. We've yeah, we've heard it a few times, but let's <laughs> keep saying it. <laughs> Love it. Um, and Ons Jabur in the final. Listen, when she's in the final, we saw some of our old videos getting loads of views as well. She's just so popular. Yeah. There's so many Tunisians across the world. Not even just Tunisian. I think a lot of people like a bit of Ons Jabur. And the button yep. helps that for sure on Game to Love because it's an epic button. And Definitely. she's played her part in a fantastic final. She won the first set and then ended up losing the next few. But I just, I don't know. I've just been really encouraged with with what she was able to do. It was disappointing. She got bageled in the final in the last one against Mugurusa. But I'm up on the other hand, I'm very, very pleased for Muguruza. And she's now uh, pulled off a valiant comeback to win her second title of the season and her ninth career title um, well, at the 2021 Chicago Fall Tennis Classic. What did you make of it? What? Which one? Sorry, apologies. I just had to just try and sort something out there a second. Which which one? Did no, I, I'm which just talking one? about this match. What did you make of Gabina Muguruza and, and Ons Jabur and, and the whole the whole tournament, really? I mean, I didn't get to see the actual match itself, which I was disappointed because I saw uh, I was sort of keeping an eye on it and I thought it was incredible. Uh, Ons Jabur, she she just had a, she looks like she's getting better and better every time that we see her and. I just hope that she can replicate this on the big stage finally. I mean, I was disappointed with the last set. I think it was just the rain delay, though. They had a rain delay in between the second and the third set. And then it seemed to throw her off. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was problems at the end of the second set, but it seemed to throw her off completely, I think, this this delay. And and it's isn't it, isn't it strange how uh, Muguruza was the one in her last match, I think, when we saw her in the Grand Slam, she was the one complaining about there being a long delay between her playing points. And it helped her in this case. There was a yeah. long delay uh, between the sets and she ends up bageling uh, Jabur in the final set, which is pretty crazy. I was a bit disappointed. I just thought, oh, we're going to be in for an epic 6-3, 6 6-love. Muguruza yeah, listen, I, I would sort of side with Gene, though. He's saying, I disagree. Muguruza played really well that final set. Uh, she was serving very well. We know her serve, when it is firing, can be super dangerous. Yeah. We don't have to look too far long ago. Uh, I think it was the Australian uh, in, in the final. Was it against Sophia Kennan when she ended up losing that final? Yeah. She had a, a spell of just serving phenomenally, and Kennan couldn't get involved in the match at all. And then when that dropped, she... She ended up losing. Kenning grew into it and played amazing. And 
I think a lot of Muguruza's game is dependent on her serve. She's one of them players who she needs her serve to be firing and then all of her game just gets better with it. And in this event here, her serve was firing and she looked un unplayable. And this is the Muguruza I love to watch. I honestly yep. would put her up there with the best players in the world when her serve's doing like it was doing here. Definitely. And this seems to be hardcore is her more of a wheelhouse, I'd say. I know that she's good on the grass as well, but I'd say hardcore we saw in that final she's played Jabur twice on hardcore now and beaten her but they're always close matches between these two they've always gone to three sets they played and a Jabur, Wimbledon as well didn't yeah, she and that's Jabur where comes Jabur for yeah and she got one over on her she won that one against yeah. Muguruza so maybe maybe that's all she was missing in this one maybe she just needed to go and uh do that again not that we need to see it on the camera that was a little bit grim but uh if it helps Maybe it was. Maybe there wasn't enough nerves in this one. Jabur seemed super nervous in the last one and super tired, and she managed to get the job done. But yeah, uh, I don't want to take anything away from Muguruza though. I don't know if you saw her post-match interview. It was quite Who? good. I haven't. No, apologies. Yeah, have a look at Muguruza's. I forget all the words she was she was using and what she was saying now, but it was very inspiring. She's a very um, She's a well-spoken lady who uh, she she was giving a lot of praise to Ons Jabur um, yeah. and great great sports sports lady. Um, someone who a lot of younger players can look up to and be very proud if they can emulate her in any way because she carries herself extremely yeah. well and she's a real idol for all tennis players really because I think a lot of them good role model. That's the word I wanted to use. Sorry, not idol. She's an idol as well. But I love Muguruza and this is a great great week for her. Hopefully now she can win many more titles and still be playing at this level. Uh, one thing she did mention was saying, I'm, I'm very excited that they're doing the finals in Mexico and they're giving an opportunity to Latin American to host such a big event. I'm all for it. I hope that develops more interest in tennis over there. She did speak about, obviously, it's going to be in Guadalajara, uh, the yep, finals. Guadalajara. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is going to be good. I'm really happy that tennis is going to other corners of the globe and they get to see the best eight tennis players in the women's game battle it out. And right now, I think Muguruza is cemented and she's very close to qualifying. I'm not sure if she's automatically done it yet or not, mm, but sure. she's very close and she's pushed herself in there. So has Ons Jabur. So if we can see them two there battling it out, then listen, that's going to be great content for us on Game to Love because we're going to be in for an epic. We'll have the ATP finals with the Guadalajara one for the women's as well, which is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I think she's up to... I think the live rankings for the WTA, she uh, is up to fifth at the moment. Uh, in the race, she is in sixth at the moment, which is great. Jabur in ninth. Um, I wanted to say, like, I know I don't want to take anything away from Muguruza, but I think we need to put it into perspective as well, the weeks that Jabur and Muguruza both actually had. And you've got to say that Jabur had a much tougher week and there's no getting around it. She had to beat Shea Su Wei, she beat Jessica Pagula, she beat Svitolina, Ribikina, and then she was in the final. Whereas yeah, but didn't Muguruza... Ribikina retire? Yeah, but she was still a set and a half. Uh, and Muguruza played Anne Lee, then got a bye, a walkover. Then she played Hontama, then got another walkover. Hey, you were picking up Hontama on the last one. I know. That's but... just the future. 
Well, that she beat some good players in this tournament. She beat Con. I'm watching me beat She beat Garcia and she beat Dart and Rogers. That was it. But oh, yeah. she, she, well, Muguruza is a step up. But if she's a fresh Muguruza who didn't even play in the last round, and then she got another round off and then got to play the final. So she sort of had a nice tournament and got a nice big tournament win without having to play that much tennis, which well, is quite good. She's left to beat Harriet Dart, and we know that is not easy. Um, there's a few players who have struggled to do that, and it leads on nicely to, <laughs> obviously, Leila Fernandez, someone who can't beat Harriet Dart. Uh, yeah. Neither could Emma Raducanu, but that could be a little bit different now. And here we go. We have the BMP Paribas Open, uh, also known as the Indian Wells, saying the new kid on the block with the Canadian flag, Tennis like Paradise. It. Shall oh. I get it with the sound on? I was going to say. Because yeah, otherwise... get it with the sound. And, and we can, can see hear. Leila Fernandez is back. And I know we've got to get back to work. I've actually got a meeting soon, so I can't speak for too much longer. But what I will say about Leila Fernandez is, well, there's no secrets. She's one of my favourite players right now. Right up there with the likes of, I love a bit of Coco Goff as well. On Jabur is another one. And I think, for me, I think Leila Fernandez could have an extremely bright future. And I don't want to upset you, Ben, but maybe brighter than Raducanu. I think uh, Raducanu could get distracted with other things, whereas uh, Fernandez could be a little bit more focused on the tennis. But what do I know? That's just my opinion. And I actually think that she could do something even well, even more special than US Open. If she's able to go to the Indian Wells and say get to the final and win it, or say that would be remarkable. Um, and I'm going to be cheering her on every single step of the way. If we get any matches with Leila Fernandez to cover, I will have the Canadian flag and I'll be repping for all you Leila Fernandez fans, because she's stole my heart these last few weeks and months. I think she's brilliant and I love her style of play. And listen, she's back. Let's see what she has to say. Well, stole your heart and stole your mind by the sounds of it as well. And uh, right, let's just play this. Uh, hopefully it comes through on the, uh, got the sound on. Hey everyone, I'm in Indian Wells and I can't wait to play my first match here for the very first time. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy that when you see them playing in the finals of the US Open and all of this type of stuff, and then you hear her speak, I'm like, oh my God, she's actually so young. <laughs> it makes it. It wasn't it just actually... that what I was thinking. This is her first Indian world. She's a Grand oh, no. <laughs> Slam finalist. She's playing in her first Indian world. She's just phenomenal. Uh, yeah, we've got, yeah. I'm getting a bit of a backlash in the chat. I think good. Joking. Give him some stick. JT Fernandez almost as good as Jabur. Well, yeah, she's not quite Jabur level. I don't think many people are close. Uh, that's more like Serena Williams and that that kind of level on Jabur. Oh, wow. But we've got Almina saying JG already being a traitor. Listen, you love who you love. I think it's very difficult to be forced to love someone. And I don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Radu Kano fan. There's something about Leila Fernandez, though, which is just a little bit more exciting. I can't put my finger on it, but it is what it is. And listen, I, I can let Ben have Radu Kano all he wants. If he wants to have her as one of his favourite women's players, that's for him. I will cheer Radu Kano on for most matches. For me, though, Fernandez... I think could have a brighter future in tennis. And she's someone who I find a little bit more entertaining playing tennis. <laughs> we got nostalgia saying, Jay got to support the Brits unless Leila Fernandez is playing G. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Exactly that. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, I'd be supporting the Brits, mate, all the time. So there's, it doesn't matter who they're playing. I will always be supporting them. Unfortunately, that's just the way 
my mind works. I can't fight against it. I just have to support the home faithful. That's just the way it is, mate. Yeah. I can't can't go against it and just got lucky that a Brit won uh, in the US Open. Hopefully no, we can I, see another. Let me just clarify. I do love Emma Raducanu as well. Okay. I really am a mad big fan of her. But Leila Fernandez is just a bit different. Yeah, different well, kind of love. Well, we'll find that out. If we ever interview Emma, then we'll, I'll let you tell her that. <laughs> well, it's like, for me, it's like chocolate and sweets. I love both. Don't get me wrong. I can sit there and if we go to the cinema or whatever, I can have a bar of chocolate or I can have a big, or some popcorn maybe. I love popcorn. I can have a bar of chocolate or I can have popcorn. But for me, I would always choose popcorn over the over the chocolate and the thing. But don't get me wrong, I love both. But I just feel like Leila Fernandez is my popcorn. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think on that note, <laughs> we'll uh, leave that there. Uh, so uh, we'll put that in a like, T-shirt's coming soon. <laughs> but Leila Fernandez's head coming out of like a bit of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, she is popcorn, popcorn tennis. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I think we'll wrap it up, mate. With that, oh no, we got to do the brackets. The brackets. I'm not going to forget it again. I always yeah. tend to forget it. We've got to give some shout outs to the people who won the latest brackets because there there were some good ones. Uh, I just need to remember where they all are. Let me just share it quickly with you all. And yeah, so we'll bring up the winners for the different brackets. Well done to everyone who did win them. We will be moving on to a new bracket website shortly, so make sure to download the tennis app. The link is in the description. It's completely free, and we'll be doing all the brackets through there. We're also going to be having some really cool prizes for some big events coming up. We're going to be having some tennis bags, hopefully some rackets and things we can give away for free to you guys, the fans. So the only thing you need to be doing to be part of that is obviously uh, subscribe to the channel, um, and be involved in the bracket, which is going to be completely free through the tennis app. So download the tennis app and we can we can work it out as and when we're doing them. So when we'll be doing the bracket, we'll give you all the information to, to be able to enter. And here we go. First off, San Diego. This is the event's Casper Rude one. And the outright winner was Vamos Rafa. So well done to Vamos Rafa. 40 points, 77.8%. You've got a wild JG there sitting in second. He didn't do too bad himself. He, I well think done. he had Cam Norrie going to a semi. Uh, it's a good prediction. And we've got Ben. Well, he could be on the next page somewhere. I, don't, I had, I'd, I'd, uh, who did I have to win this one? I had Felix. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play. So, yeah, the, my whole thing got destroyed from day one. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, me. So, I think yeah. I'm down the bottom. Yeah, there you go. 74th. Brilliant. Thanks. Right. So, that's the that event. So, shout out to Vamos Rafa. Shout out to, for Sophia, the tournament um, sinner one, Betty Bella, 25. Yeah. 43 and... points uh, and 74.1%. No, but Betty Bella was the winner, Ben, because Betty had the closest on the aces. So oh, okay. there we go. That one's complete. That's the Yannick Sinner tournament. There wasn't many aces. I think Betty had three and there was only, right. wasn't many at all. I forget the exact number. Right, the next actually. one was no, Nur so. Sultan, and this is I'm the one sorry. Alison Van Utank won. Let me just pull the other one up as well. Where's the Chicago one? Uh, you might have to view all tournaments. Uh, have to work for it around there, don't you? That's oh, this one, isn't it? Yeah, oh, okay. And let's go, Nur Sultan. Laura, and this the is where Laura that. won this one, and Smashed she it. well, she dominated it. It was very, very good performance. Well done to Laura if you're listening. 77.4% correct, but I think she did very well in sort of that like semi finals and stuff. Um, 
And I think maybe you edged me on this. There we go. Yeah, just. Yeah. Got a bit right, lucky. Nice. Beat me by a point. Oh, Here we go. JG right near the top again. He predicted the final. Bit of a JG genius. Wow. Them t-shirts coming soon. Uh, Chris, the final was Ons Jabur Muguruza. I called the final. I called the winner as well. I had Ons Jabur to beat. No, sorry. I had Muguruza to beat Ons Jabur in the final. So I couldn't have done much better apart from the earlier rounds where I must have got... I don't know what I've done. So I don't know how I've managed to mess this up, but Chris wow. Swarbrick did win. Our um, patron, he's up he there had, at the top. He had less correct picks than me, but he did it. And well done to Chris, the patron. Seventy-six points. Uh, we'll send you a message in the patron with with a little screenshot of it, just so you can gloat uh, and a congratulations because he is one of our patrons and he did very well in this event. Um, I think Ben down there in thirtieth. Not a good the one. Worst, that, was but- it? Yeah, not the worst, but not the best by any means. Yeah, I did and, well uh, in the week when we didn't cover any, but we won't talk about that week, eh? Yeah, we don't cover Ben's weeks usually. We just skip past them, but this was a pretty good one for me. And uh, yeah, roll on next week. So make sure that you all enter the Indian Wells bracket. We may be doing it on the new site as well, which is going to be super exciting. Uh, but I need to get back to work now. So does Ben. Shout out to everyone who joined us on this one. Make sure you like the video, subscribe if you are new. Hopefully we can get to that 20K soon. I know it's been an endless battle to get there, but if everyone can subscribe who haven't, it really does help us out. And the last thing I want to say, if you want some nice merch, go check it out. You can see here I've got the raffle one on. I think Ben's ordered some as well, which should be coming soon. So, yeah, go if you want to support the channel, buy some merch. You look good while doing so. And um, we'll see you very soon. We will do. See you, See you soon, guys. Huh? Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.